Hello, Colorado. This is John Baird with I Love Colorado Beer Podcast. Today on our show, we have Lee Sims with Radiate Live Event. We're going to be talking to her about the Winter Park Beer Festival. Lee, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing very well, doing very well. Will you tell us what the Winter Park Beer Festival is? So the Winter Park Beer Festival is a uh, craft beer festival taking place in Winter Park, Colorado on August 5th uh, from 12 to 5 in Hideaway Park in downtown Winter Park. It is our eighth year producing this event, and we bring out um, about 40 breweries, 8 to 10 food vendors, quite a few retail promotional vendors. Um, We also have live music. Um, and that actually is going to be showcased on the brand new stage in Winter Park this year. So we can talk about that more a little bit later. But um, Winter Park Beer Festival is honestly, the brewers call it their favorite beer festival in Colorado. And so we love it just as much. So would you tell us a little bit about Radiate Live and their, um, their participation in the Winter Park Beer Festival? Sure. So we are a... Um, an events company based out of Denver, but we produce four beer and wine festivals throughout Colorado every year, um, including the two Breckenridge beer festivals, spring and summer, and then Reds, Whites, and Brews uh, in the Boat, which was in Steamboat on June 24th. That was a beer and wine festival. But we also produce a couple of family-friendly events and a couple Latino events as well. So we are a um, all-encompassing events company, uh, but we did get our start producing beer festivals in Colorado. Well, talking about starts, would you tell us how the Winter Park Beer Festival began? So our parent company owns a uh, a group of radio stations as a footprint throughout the Colorado mountains, including Grand County and Winter Park. And our station, our original station up there, which was KRKY, uh, Colorado Country, and then we've added in the Lift FM, um, we started this as a radio station promotion to start doing um, events throughout the mountain towns. And it grew um, from what it started as eight years ago into what it is today. It started probably with about 12 to 15 beer uh, or breweries, a couple of food vendors, a little bit of live music, and then now has grown into the, uh, into the event it is now. And we, we team up with the Winter Park Chamber for this event, and they've been our partner for a long, long time on this. And so we can't, we can't say enough about them, and we never would have gotten as far as we have without them as well. So would you tell us uh, what makes uh, the Winter Park Beer Festival stand out from a lot of the other uh, craft beer festivals that are going on in Colorado? Sure. So Winter Park actually has this amazing park downtown called Hideaway Park, and it was built um, to host events and as a centerpiece for the town. And so we're, we only produce one event there, which is the Winter Park Beer Festival, but the town of Winter Park and the Winter Park Chamber produce events all summer long in this beautiful park. And uh, it's grass everywhere. It has a nice sloping hill. So there's a good view of the stage wherever you're sitting. And one cool thing they do is they actually provide about 250 camp chairs all summer long that just hang out in the park. So you don't need to bring your chairs or um, blankets. There'll be enough chairs there for people to grab and kind of have a seat in the park and meander around. And And I think that's what not only the brewers but the attendees love is getting up into the mountains for this event, cooling off a little bit, and you're not on an asphalt parking lot. And I, I mean, I shouldn't say anything badly about that because we do produce events in parking lots and on streets, 
but this one being on grass is just really cool and it keeps things nice and cool and just has that lush mountain town feel. I do love uh, events that are on grass like that because it, it does give it sort of a lush mountain, uh, you know, right. sort of green feel for the for the whole event. That's that's definitely a nice touch, and especially being in August, it's kind of nice to uh, to be able to cool off like that, not on a hot parking lot. So I agree, and Winter Park is is. Uh, is generally cooler than a lot of the other mountain towns. You know, it's definitely cooler than Steamboat or Vail or Aspen. It probably rivals Breckenridge. Um, and we've actually produced the Winter Park Beer Festival before when there's been snow up on Berthoud. So you never know what you're going to get there. That's Colorado for you, right? Right, exactly. So on your website, you listed a lot of different breweries. I know you may not have the final count for breweries, but ballpark, how many breweries are you going to have at the festival? We try to keep it around 40 for this one. Based on our spacing needs and um, and just who wants to be there, this is definitely an, a an beer festival that fills up pretty quickly with our craft breweries. So our list, besides welcoming in any local breweries, our list is set right now, which you can check out at winterparkbeerfestival.com and click on the breweries tab. Um, and so we try to get a nice mix of, like I said, some local breweries, ciders. We're definitely bringing in a few of those this year. Um, and then we have some of our longstanding breweries who have been with us for a long time at this event. But 40, give or take, and then each one of those breweries brings four kegs to this event, along with a case of beer for the VIP area. So there's a lot of beer flowing, for sure. Well, that's definitely nice. You don't want to run out of beer at a beer festival, that's no, for sure. you do not. <laughs> so while we're talking about the VIP, tell us uh, about the VIP experience. So the VIP experience for this event is actually at the very top of the park. There are permanent built-in tents up there, or covered areas, along with seating. And it's just a private area where you can actually see the entire venue and kind of look down on it, which is cool. We will have a local company providing food who we haven't uh, finalized that yet, but something along the lines of barbecue, uh, which people really like at these events and is nice and filling. And then we bring in a Cicerone for this event who will be pouring beer and talking you through your beer choices. Um, all the VIPs get a commemorative glass mug, uh, which the unlimited tasting tickets do not. And we only sell about just under 300 of the VIP tickets. So this one sells out. Um, along with our other events, they sell out as well, but this one actually has the least amount of VIP tickets available. So we want to keep it kind of an intimate feel up there because there's not, you know, a huge, huge tent like we have at other events. It's a smaller area, but you get a lot more time to talk with the Cicerones and with the people pouring beer um, who can kind of lead you through your choices. And that being said, the VIP area, um, all the brewers bring a specific case of VIP beer for that area. And that doesn't mean it's the same thing that they're pouring at their tents. So you can be tasting stuff in the VIP area that you haven't tasted anywhere else. And then you can also get full-size pours outside of the VIP area with your VIP glass, which is something that um, only VIPs experience. Along with that, of course, um, there's shaded tents. There's a private entrance into that VIP uh, line to get into the event and private bathrooms, which are important. Yeah, you hear that, listeners? You better go on and buy your VIP tickets yeah. early so you have one available. Right. So tell us about the food options that are going to be at the festival. So we bring in about um, 8 to 10 food vendors for this event, food and sampling vendors. Uh, we have a couple of local vendors who've been with us for a long time, including Original Funky Fries, Chet's Grill, um, their Smoke and Mo's is a barbecue place out of Winter Park. And so we 
you know, kind of wrangle in the local guys to come in. And then there are a couple of food vendors who follow us to each event. And for this one, we actually create a food court at the event on the right hand side of the park. So all the food vendors are over there. You know exactly what you're getting, whether it's a gourmet grilled cheese or a, you know, a beer and bacon donut or just a hamburger to really fill you up. Um, because we want you eating at this event. You're at altitude, you're drinking beer all day. And some of the beer these guys bring is really strong. So eating is super important throughout the day here. It's always nice to have a full stomach there in a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eat twice. That's what we say. It's a good idea. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so tell us about the music that's going to be there. I know you guys, uh, as of now, you have two bands lined up, Public Safety and Two Faces West. We do. So Public Safety is a band out of Denver who actually played our Breckenridge Spring Beer Festival, and they were super fun. So we booked them again for the Winter Park Beer Festival. They play a you know, kind of a mix of covers and some original music. And they were in the uh, Westward Best of the West music competition this year, which unfortunately they didn't win, but it showcased them in a whole new light. And people in Brackenridge loved them this past spring. And so they'll bring a really fun feel to this event and just kind of play in really whatever, whatever you want to hear. Um, and then we also have Two Faces West. That's a new band for us. We haven't um, worked with them before, so this will be a new mountain town band, but they're kind of a rocks and rock and blues band uh, who will be taking over the stage in Winter Park. And then we'll probably book one more band, uh, probably a local local band or a local singer. We just haven't gotten that far yet. But we are um, are one of the first, or actually, it's the first summer that the Winter Park Beer Festival will be on the brand new stage in Winter Park. So the town of Winter Park and the chamber commissioned a brand new uh, permanent stage in Hideaway Park. So it'll be really cool to get on that stage and see live music from there and, um, and kind of see what they're working with because typically they just had a portable stage that comes in every summer, stays there, and then leaves at the end of the year. So it's a new showpiece for the town of Winter Park for sure. Well, that'll be awesome to be see that yeah. new stage and, and to see that experience. And uh, listeners, definitely go online to uh, the website and uh, make sure you get the uh, the latest on the uh, on bands and breweries and all that sort of information as well. Yeah, we're updating things all the time, adding new music in, adding breweries in if, if they come or if they go. You know, obviously everything's kind of fluid. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of details on the website about how to get to Winter Park. We have lodging deals on there. We have, um, obviously our tickets are for sale on there. And you wanna go ahead and get your tickets in advance. We talked about that earlier with the VIPs, but obviously if you get your tickets um, in advance, you're saving money uh, versus day of, you're saved somewhere between five to $15. And you'll guarantee to get your tickets as opposed to them selling out. And the other thing that we're doing at all of our festivals this year is we're allowing um, everybody who has pre-purchased a ticket to come in during the first hour from 12 to 1. But if you have not pre-purchased your ticket, then uh, day of ticket sales don't start until 1 o'clock. So it's kind of a thank you for everybody who has pre-purchased their ticket, is planning on coming. You can get in line right at 12, or you can get in line earlier, but you can start getting in the event at 12 and get to the beer faster. Well, that's awesome. So definitely go online and get those tickets early. Yes, I agree. So how would you recommend that people uh, plan on preparing to come to the festival? Because it's, it's rain or shine. It is. It's rain or shine. We've had hail there before. Like I said, Winter Park can be a, a colder climate than some of the other mountain towns. 
But we do, we recommend coming into Winter Park early. We will have a um, mug pickup party on Friday night where if you've pre-purchased tickets or if you want to buy tickets at this event, you can buy them. Um, that'll be from 5 to 8. We haven't set our location yet. And we will um, be handing out mugs so that you can walk right into the event day of, which is really cool. It saves you. I guarantee you it'll save you 30 minutes in line at least. So we'll be doing that somewhere in downtown Winter Park. So come up on Friday, get acclimated to the altitude because it is high up there. And enjoy Winter Park in the morning. You know, maybe go ride your bike. Enjoy some of those downhill trails that Winter Park has to offer if you're risky enough. And, um, and then get on over to the Winter Park Beer Festival. You know, you can bring in your chairs if you want. Like I said, they, they offer chairs as well. Um, throughout the park, there's about 200 and 50 of those and um, then you you can't bring any tents in or anything like that but since it's such a large green space feel free to bring your umbrellas bring your uh, chairs and bring a rain jacket it's always a good idea in Colorado you never know you never know you never know and actually I feel like I do know that it will rain a little bit at some point in time it, it always does it seems like so well, we can be prepared for that <laughs> right <laughs> so exactly. would you tell us what the uh, uh, Samantha Remington Angel Heart Foundation is? Sure. So they are um, one of our nonprofits that we work with for the Winter Park Bear Fest, along with the Grand Foundation. But the Samantha Remington Angel Heart Foundation is a partner we've had for the past couple of years for all of our beer festivals who helps us um, with event operations and logistics. And they are a nonprofit based out of the Denver area, but they cover all of Colorado and they provide medical grants to cover large scale expenses for families who are in need. Um, it started as a nonprofit, um, as someone who was close to the Radiate Live family, who ended up, Samantha ended up passing away um, about a year ago from congenital heart failure. But the foundation still lives on in her name, and her family just experienced an enormous amount of um, medical expenses and wanted to start something that could give back to these Colorado families in need. So we've been working with them for a while. Um, proceeds will be going to them along with the Grand Foundation, which is a really cool foundation in Grand County that also supports children and children's activities throughout Grand County. Um, and so they're really cool. They'll actually be on site at the event selling those iconic pretzel necklaces. Uh, so you don't have to bring your own. They'll be selling those there as a fundraising uh, tool. So that's great. I think that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your recommendations for travel to and from the event. So new this year in Winter Park, there is a free bus system in the summer. Typically, there is not a bus system that runs in the summer, only in the wintertime. So it is called, sorry, I'm just double checking the name. Oh, I don't have it up. I, I'll get it up on our website for you guys. But I think it's called The Ride, and that's their summer bus system. So it's free, and it's running from the mountain all the way downtown back and forth. So it's brand new. And like um, we have said in the past, drinking and driving is just, it's not cool. It's not tolerated, and we don't want to promote it at all. So either park at your um, lodging property if you're staying in Winter Park, and they'll give you a ride to the event. There's lots of shuttles running. Uh, ride the free bus system or walk, because Winter Park is small. Um, or if you're bringing your bike up, it's a great idea to kind of bike around Winter Park, and um, there'll be bike parking at the event as well. Well, that's also a way to stay sustainable. Colorado yes. loves our sustainability. So. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> 
So tell us a little bit about how to uh, how to get the latest and greatest information about the festival, your sure. social media site, and things like that. Sure. So check us out online at winterparkbeerfestival.com. Like I was saying, the website's pretty fluid. Things are constantly being updated on there and changing as you know the event gets closer. Um, adding breweries and adding you know some of our sponsors and partners on there. We'll be updating parking and transportation throughout the summer as we get closer. And then our lodging deals are on there too. So um, lodging deals do sell out. So you do want to book your lodging in advance because the town of Winter Park is small and there aren't you know tons of big hotels there. It's a lot more smaller lodging properties. So you can check everything out at winterparkbeerfestival.com or find us on Facebook um, at Winter Park Beer Festival. And that's where we're, we're a lot more live on Facebook, kind of updating things daily and giving you little tips and tidbits about the event. And check out I Love Colorado Beer's Facebook page as well. We'll give you updates there, there also. Well, <laughs> Lee, thank you so much. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think our listeners would really be interested in? I don't think so. I think that kind of covered it. But like I said, just check out winterparkbeerfestival.com. Uh, we have lots and lots of information on there. You can see pictures from past events, including the VIP area, what the festival layout looks like, because it's, it's a pretty cool festival venue and layout for the event. And just get all your details on there at winterparkbeerfestival.com. Well, Lisa, thank you very much. We appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me.